Welcome to the sermon podcast of Christ Lutheran Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. We are glad that you are here. At Christ Church, we believe that God is alive in Holy Scripture, inspiring, challenging, and guiding us today. As we journey through the Bible together, we bring our hopes, our pain, our questions, and our doubts, trusting Jesus to meet us here full of grace. Christ Lutheran Church is a special place of healing. May the word of God bless you today. Listen again for God's word to us from the Gospel of John in the 14th chapter. Uh, Your reading in the bulletin is from the New Revised Standard Version. I'm going to be reading from the Common English Version, so be a couple differences. Jesus says, well, first, let me tell you what something I have to say. (laughs) Trust, trust, trust is foundational in any relationship and none more so than a relationship with God. In order to work together, we trust. In order to love, we trust. In order to hope for the future, we trust. Now, we may not like to leave some things up to simply trust, but trust is nonetheless the way of life. And when it comes to a relationship with God, it all comes down to trust. So listen again for God's word to us. Jesus said, don't be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. My father's house has room to spare. If that weren't the case, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? And when I go to prepare a place for you, I will return and I will take you with me so that where I am, you will be too. You know the way to the place that I'm going. Now, Thomas asked, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? Jesus answered, well, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you have really known me, you will also know the Father. From now on, you know him and you have seen him. And Philip said, Lord, show us the Father. That'll be enough for sure. Jesus replied, don't you know me, Philip, even after I have been with you all this time? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? Do you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I have spoken to you, I don't speak on my own. The Father who dwells in me does his work. Trust me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Or at least believe on account of the works themselves. I assure you, whoever believes in me will do the works that I do. They will do even greater works than me because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name 
so that the Father can be glorified in the Son. When you ask me to do anything in my name, I'll do it. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. In the final years of the Cold War, when tensions in the U.S. and Soviet Union were high, there were these tense talks going on between the U.S. President Ronald Reagan and the USSR General Secretary Mikhail Gorbachev. They were talking about nuclear disarmament. Some of you, I bet, can maybe remember those times Tense times. Now, Reagan was a staunch capitalist. Gorbachev was a committed communist. Yet both the leaders knew that they had to bring an end to this decades-long Cold War. In order to do so, they would have to move from seeing each other as enemies to friends. So they began by exchanging letters. Dozens of letters. In these letters, they argued and they debated and they very much disagreed. And then they also would make proposals to each other, even though they thought that no agreement might work out. They stuck to it. There was no trust at the beginning, but they were working toward that point for the sake of their nations and the whole world on the brink of nuclear war. One day, an American scholar of Russian history met with Reagan to give him some guidance on these talks. She told him that Russians really like to use a lot of proverbs in their, in their communications, and they have lots of sayings. And she thought that if Reagan would learn one or two, it would be helpful in his budding relationship with Gorbachev. So in the, she gave him the saying that in Russian is dorve no porove, which means... Trust, but verify. You heard that one? Trust, but verify. Did you know that came from Russia, this era? So as the two were putting a treaty in place, Reagan said that what they would do is trust, but verify. So that both sides could monitor compliance with this treaty. They would both have to trust, but verify. After years of building a relationship where trust was crucial, where at one time they considered each other evil empires, Reagan said by 1990, he said, I think, frankly, that President Gorbachev and I discovered a sort of bond, a friendship between us that that we thought could become a real bond between all of the people. They moved from enemies to friends. From skeptical and fearful to trust and hope that the two world leaders could develop over a commitment to staying at the table and working toward peace, they believed that that could also then be achieved among their people. For decades, this bond sustained peace. And that is until the current leader in Russia reversed many of Gorbachev's reforms, chief among them, the system of trust. He could simply not trust the West, calling it an empire of lies and accusing his predecessor of selling Russia out to the U.S. 
And so in 2013, then Secretary of State John Kerry said the U.S. needs to update Reagan's old saying in regards to Russia. He suggested it should be verify and verify. Gone is the trust. Gone is the peace. But there is always a way back, and trust will be the key again. Jesus asked his followers to trust him. Some trusted him quickly and easily. He just had to call their names, and they came running after him, just following him everywhere. But some, he had to build up that trust over time. They were the trust but verify sort. And then there were some that just never got there. Some of the Pharisees, for example, they were the verify and verify group. They tested Jesus at every turn, but that never led to trust. Jesus had 12 disciples, 12 very close followers who had seen so much of his power firsthand. He taught them how to do much of what he did to heal and to pray and to teach and to welcome, to give and to receive hospitality. They saw him feed thousands of people, just a little bit of bread and fish. They saw him bring Lazarus back from the dead. He let them verify everything so that they could trust. But he knew a time was coming when they would have to simply trust without being able to verify time coming for the first followers of Jesus where he would not be with them in the flesh, but he says he will be with them. He will be with us in the spirit, but we won't be able to see. We won't be able to touch and to feel. We have to trust. Jesus prepared his disciples for his departure. He did everything for them to trust him, to take him at his word. He said, at this point, he said, now, 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 don't be worried. Remember, remember, just keep, keep trusting God. Remember, here I am. I just keep trusting me. But now, hear me out. I'm, I'm, I am going to have to leave. And I, and I need to go prepare heaven for you to get some rooms ready. And, and I'll, I'll come back for you, he says. I, I need you to keep my ministry going in the meantime. I need you to carry on with the things that I've taught you. I need you to keep things going. And please do not give up. But, but I'm, I'm not going to be here with you. So you just, you have to, you have to trust me. I've told you everything that will happen. You know exactly where I am going, and you know how to get there. And so do we. We know, for example, that he will never leave us or forsake us, right? We know this. That there's nothing, we know that there's nothing that we can do that would change God's love for us. That's what he said. We know that he has already forgiven us for everything that we have ever done and will ever do. We know that because of him, that even though our bodies may die, we will never die, that he has prepared a place for each of us in heaven. So he says, don't don't be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. You, you, You know the way. So he told us everything. He told us Everything, And he asked us simply to trust him. Don't worry. Trust me, he says. 
The question is, do we? Can, can we? Can we trust? Yes, we can. Because there is absolutely no one more trustworthy in all of creation than Jesus Christ, right? There is no one on earth proven to be worthier of our trust than God, the giver of life. And no one has had any greater reason to trust Jesus than those who were with him on earth. But do you know what happened when Jesus asked those disciples to trust him? Well, Thomas asked, well, Lord, um, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? He already told them. Philip then said, well, Lord, show us the Father, and I think then that'll be enough for us. And they said, trust, but verify. They want even more proof, more verification. He said he's going to the Father. They know the way, but they say, wait, how, where? Jesus said, okay, guys, one more time. I am the way. Follow me just as you've been doing. Just keep doing what you've been doing. Trust me. And Philip says, okay, Lord, okay. But can you just give us just one more glimpse of God just so that we can be sure? Now, God has already spoken from heaven to Jesus at his baptism. Literally said, this is my son. I love him. And then he went up onto the mountain. He took some disciples with him. They saw him transfigured before them. He was shining white. He was talking to two people who had been dead for centuries, Moses and Elijah. And then again, a voice from heaven says, this is my son. I love him. Listen to him. And Philip says, can you show us the father just one more time? And then I think that'll be enough. Just one more time. What more could he possibly do to earn their trust? At some point, we have to simply trust. Is it when we see him die on the cross, get buried in a tomb, and be resurrected from the dead? They show him his body. Thomas sees his body, his wounds. Is it when they see him eating fish on the beach? So when they see him ascend into heaven on the clouds, at what point do we just give ourselves over to trust? So River, uh, my young guest who just left, she gave me permission to share this with you guys. Um, She's learning to ride a two-wheel bike, a big bike with pedals. And uh, she's never been on a bike with training wheels. She's always used uh, a two-wheel bike, but she had this little yellow balance bike, so it's a a bike without pedals, but you you kick yourself along and and you coast. So uh, we've seen her coast and balance. We know that that she knows how to do this, but uh, Lydia got a new bike for her birthday, which means River gets Lydia's old big bike. So now when you're learning how to ride a bike, there's a lot that you have to keep in mind at first. You have to, to keep your head up, your eyes forward. You have, to, you have to keep pedaling at first. You have to try and, and keep your hands on, on the handlebars, keep control. There's a lot that you, you have to keep in mind. So at this point, I, I am there holding the back of the bike, the seat. 
And I, I kind of just jog along with her. Now, and she would tell you if she were here, she has a mantra that she learned from Joshua when we were doing that series. It's, uh, I am strong and courageous. <laughs> She's also petrified on this bike. She will say, I'm strong and courageous, but she's petrified on this bike. Because she knows at some point I have got to let go, right? She knows that I have to let go. At some point between when I know that she's ready, but before she thinks that she's ready, I'll let go. I have to. For her to ride the bike, I, I, I have to. But she's not there yet. So she pleads with me not to let go. She clings to my arms, to, which keeps her from holding on to the handlebars. She reaches for me rather than applying the brakes. She stops pedaling, relying on me to, to push her. You know, she wants to ride, and yet she doesn't trust herself. She doesn't fully trust me. She knows she can trust me. She wants to trust me. She wants to ride her bike. And yet, Jesus has given us everything that we need to follow him, to trust him. And all will be well. This trust is all that we need to do what God created us for, which is to celebrate and enjoy creation, to enjoy community with God and each other. For all of us to flourish, for all creation to flourish, and yet, what if I'm not good enough? What what if I don't feel like I understand it yet? He says, trust me. But, But what if nothing is working out in my life? Maybe he's not there. He is. He says, trust me. But what if things are going too well? What if I've got it too easy? Am I doing enough? You are more than enough. Trust me. But what if other people think that I am wrong? He says, trust me. What if my loved one is dying? He says, trust me. What if the church is is changing? He says, so trust me. What if I can't feel you back there? What if, you're, what if I can't tell that you're there, your hand on the seat, he's there? He says, trust me. So yesterday, River was added again. It was a beautiful day for a bike ride. She was excited to go until she was on the bike, right? We talked through it all. We remembered she knows everything, how to do it all, to keep her head up, keep her eyes forward. Uh, Just keep pedaling, right? So I took my place behind her, my hand under the seat, and she pedaled. And then after a few steps, I gently let go. But I was behind her, so she didn't know. And so she was talking, and I was talking, she was pedaling. She had no idea I was not holding on. So for half a block, she rode by herself and I walked behind her. And then I walked beside her. And then I walked in front of her. She didn't realize it until I said, River, 
look what you're doing. Her eyes went wide. And then she shrieked and rode her bike into the grass. <laughs> Began to cry a little bit. Here is Jesus walking with us. First holding on to the handlebars and then just the seat. He's walking behind us, urging us on. And then, then he's walking beside us, reminding us he's already given us everything that we need. And then he's walking in front of us, inviting us to follow, to just, just keep pedaling. We're doing it. You are doing it. There are times when this freedom is terrifying and we want to shrink and drive off into the grass where he will come, pick us up, put us back on, and we'll start again. But when we just keep pedaling, when we just ride, when we just follow him, well, you know the way. What joy, what delight in life, where we just trust and ride, because he is the way. So just keep You have been listening to the sermon podcast from Christ Lutheran Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. We are honored you joined us. If you're in Harrisburg, we welcome you to join us for worship on Sundays at 1030. To find out more about our church as well as the free health services we offer, visit our website, ChristHarrisburg.org. Our theme music is by Lucian Kemper. I hope today's sermon blessed you and you'll join us again. Until then... May God be with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.